it, and we lift you up in Jesus' name. Okay, well, we're talking about, um, this is awkward, <laughs> awkward. Well, we start over. I prayed, and then I shouldn't have. I can't preach without praying. Well, Father, we thank you for your word. We bless you and we exalt you and we lift you up. Lord, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. And Lord, I ask that you would allow us to hear from heaven so that we can be healed spiritually, physically, um, mentally. Lord, I'm asking that you do a great work on the inside of us by the washing of the water of the word. And we thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to talk about God's eternal greatness. Amen. Eternal greatness comes from God. Amen. See, it's eternal great greatness versus man's greatness. <laughs> Amen. See, man can make you great, but it's temporary. When God makes you great, it's eternal. Amen. So that's what we're going to talk about today because, you know, I think it's important because God is blessing his people. He's putting gifts and talents He's um, making people great right where they are. He'll make your name great. He'll give you the the kind of attention that you need and that you desire, but it's always going to be to his glory. Amen? And so when we, sometimes we can slip over into uh, the flesh where we're trying to make ourselves great. And that's what we do. Sometimes we do it unknowingly. And then uh, I think God wants us to be aware of this at this time because this is his time with us where he wants to purify the bride. Amen. And see, we can get in the way of that purification by adorning ourselves too soon. You know, we want to go and get dressed for the wedding without being purified, without getting to know. Amen. Without getting to know the, the groom. You know how oh, I'm just going this show is on a, uh, a show. And it's called Marriage at First Sight. That's kind of what we want to do without getting to know the groom. And so God is not going to do it. It's easier, but he's not honoring it. He wants to get to know the the bride intimately so that he can adorn us and he can uh, put greatness on the inside of us, pull us back where we need pulling back. And uh, getting the dross and all of this other stuff, bad attitudes, um, hurts, wounds. He doesn't want to take a, a, a disconnected bride to the, to the dinner, to the marriage supper. He wants people who are ready to be adorned with all of the things that we need. But we have to do a purification. And sometimes we'll try to hurry this process. This is what I think. This is what God is saying to me. We can't hurry this process. We have to go through the purification process. And we can't adorn ourselves. We can't make ourselves great. This greatness has to come from God. Amen. It has to come from God. Because if, if it doesn't come from God, then we'll have trouble. You know how it is when you don't know the groom. <laughs> and then you find out he has this certain habit that you don't like. or he did, And see, it causes problems on the way after the honeymoon. So <laughs> and so I think God wants to purify his people. Trials come, tests and trials come to purify 
It purifies our faith, purifies our hearts, it purifies our walk. And sometimes we try to avoid that process. Amen. But trials come to purify our faith. And God is purifying his church or the bride. And he's cleansing and restoring her from all unrighteousness. For this is the end time harvest. It's for the end time harvest. And see, he doesn't want us um, ministering out of hurts and wounds. Because people pick up on that and it's not purity. He wants us to, to be pure. Amen. God loves us with an everlasting love and he wants to fix us because we're valuable to him. Now this is what the Lord was just impressing upon me, that word value. Value. He says we're valuable to him. So God is restoring his bride back to her original place like it was in the beginning in the garden when there was no sin. He is purifying the bride because we're valuable to him. Every person is valuable to God. He loves us no matter what we've done, no matter what we've not done. He is bringing us back to her purity. He's bringing the church back to her purity like it was in the garden before Eve, you know, failed. Now, let's talk a little bit about what Eve did. Eve failed because of the purification situation she didn't want to be purified she thought she could be like god just like she was and she fell for a temptation and that's what caused her to fall and that's what stopped her purification because she the devil uh, uh see this is the thing he was offering her the devil was offering eve um eternal greatness without purification that's what it was well, actually, she didn't need purifying because she was whole in the garden. But when she made that mistake and fell for his temptation, like Jesus was tempted in the garden, he fell for that. Jesus rebuked him with the word. He didn't fall for it. But Eve didn't do that. So she was trying to get eternal greatness without the process. And so this is what I think God wants us to understand because this is all in the same thing where God is presenting the bride without spot, wrinkle, or any such thing. So God is bringing us back to our original state. He's bringing us back to purity and purpose. I remember back in the day in the, in the faith movement when they talked about purity and purpose. Well, this is what it is. <laughs> And this is, and we can't, we can't be people of purpose without purification, amen. Because God wants a bride that He can trust, a bride that's going to say the right thing, do the right thing at the right time. So we need to go through this cleansing process and stop trying to adorn ourselves, amen. So adorning without purification just doesn't work. And all, it's a process, and all God wants to do is get to know us better. He wants to get to the root of the problem. He wants to increase our knowledge and our wisdom. And he wants to be there for us, for anything. He doesn't want a bride um, that's going to break under the pressure. We've already done that. So he wants to strengthen the bride. And he wants to cause us to not fail. 
everything that our hands set prosper and so this purification process is much needed so why don't we go to second corinthians 4 because god loves us and he some he sees something in us that nobody else can man can't really appreciate who we are and what we are because we belong to god because he created us the creator is always going to look at his masterpiece he sees the flaws but those flaws don't bother him because it's still his little masterpiece it's just like your kids when they're in kindergarten they make them ugly things and you say oh it's so pretty and you put it on the refrigerator wall although you don't want it there you say you know but you put it up there anyway because that's your baby as as tony say my baby and Rachel is his baby. And she made it, and you're going to put it on that refrigerator, but you know it don't even look like a desk. It looks like a monster. But see, God sees our flaws, but he loves us anyway. Amen? He sees us, but he loves us because he created us. And so God is going to correct us. He's going to purify, get all the rough edges. We don't talk right. We don't think right. He's coming for that. And he's going to present to himself a bride. Second Corinthians 4, 7. And it says, um, but we have this treasure in earthen vessel. Amen. Hallelujah. And so God sees something in his creation, in his earthen vessel. That's us. That the excellence or the excess, when you see that word excellence, see excess of the power may be of God and not of us. Amen. So when God sees us, he sees excellence in excess, but he does not want that to be of us. He wants it to be of him, that excess. He want, In other words, he wants us to get so into him that all he see all we see is him when we look in the mirror we're supposed to see him when he looks at us he sees his son amen and so god wants to uh bring us down or re, i'm not gonna say reduce but multiply us to the point where we look like jesus when he looks like us he doesn't see flaws he doesn't see what we need he doesn't see overweight he doesn't see underweight he doesn't see color. He just sees his children that he created and how much he loves them. Amen. Even though we make ugly drawings, he's still going to put them up on his wall and, and admire them because he loves us so much. But we have to get to that place. This is the thing that I like about what God is doing in this hour. Everything is happening faster than the, the speed of favor. God is accelerating. This kingdom is accelerated. And I'm telling you, God is doing a quick work in his people. No longer do we have to walk the floor and pray. and, and It's just like, like that. Healings. Everything that you need, you can have faster than the speed of favor. Hallelujah. And it won't take long. And so the bride must prepare. The bride has to get ready. The bride must prepare. Get ready. Amen. Because God is not waiting any longer. I'm telling you, he is bringing things to pass. Are we ready to receive them? 
All we need to do is prepare and be open to receive whatever God has for us. Amen. But he sees a treasure in this earthen vessel because we are his handiwork. We're his craftsmanship. And he loves what he created. Amen. We, we were just clay. But he sees so much more than clay when he looks at us. You know, the Bible says uh, says that earthen vessel, if you look it up, it says it's weak and fragile. But God sees us with pe- as people of power. Amen. Amen. Because, see, we're weak to everything. You know, temptation comes, we step out. But God sees us as a treasure because he sees us not as weak and fragile, but full of strength and courage. Because he made us. And he doesn't make anything that's not good. Everything that God makes is good. Humans are weak, but humans can be the instruments of power that God intended them to be. That's why he put power on us. Amen. This is why he gave gifts to men. You know, this is why he perfects the church through the positions that he called and put men into. Now, I know all of them in there, it wasn't put in by God, but he puts gifts and, and talents inside of men. And he calls some as prophets and apostles and preachers and teachers and, and uh, what is, what is uh, evangelists for the perfecting of the saints. Amen. So he put certain mantles on certain men but we're still lumps of clay subject to error but god says he can make us beautiful anyway he can make us powerful he gives eternal greatness to his people so trials come to purify we need to understand what trials are for they're they're to purify our faith when you have a problem it's to make you stronger in faith stronger in in your witness it's to give you eternal greatness it's to make you great when you have trials it trials causes the fruit of the spirit to come forth on the inside of you love peace joy meekness tenderness whatever else it is all of these things come from purification Amen. And the bride must have all of these things to be a good witness. Eternal greatness comes from God, not from self-appointment. We got to watch self-appointment because flesh causes us to self-appoint. Self-appointed great people need to sit at the foot of Jesus to be purified. Amen. Hallelujah. Because this is the thing. What Satan offers is temporary. But what God offers is eternal. Amen. Why don't we go to Luke 4. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 4. What Satan gives and what he offers is temporary. Because Satan puts greatness on people all the time. But what God, when he put gives you greatness, when he puts that on you, you wear it forever. Luke 4, 2. It says... Um, well, let's just go to one. It says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Hallelujah. 
It says, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And this is also a trial. So it's like being tried and tempted. And in those days he ate nothing, and afterwards when their head when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, if in other words he's trying to put doubt, he if you are who you say you are, why are you this or why are you he's all God the devil is always gonna try to put doubt in your mind. Because he would love to trade places with one of us. Amen. So if you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. Amen. Putting doubt in his mind. And Jesus answered him saying, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Verse 5, then the devil taking him up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you. Now see, we already have, Jesus already had authority. See, you got to be quick because the devil will try to make you think you don't have something that you already have. Amen. And so you have to answer him back like Jesus did. And it says, uh, and he says, I'll give you all this authority and their glory. For this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whoever I wish. (laughs) In verse 7, therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then he brought him to Jerusalem, sat him on a pinnacle of a temple. And said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. And in their hands, they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, it has been said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. And now when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Amen. And this is why we need to guard our our minds and our hearts because he tries to come back with whatever he can come back with. And so we must rebuke the devil with the word of God. You notice Jesus didn't use anything else except the word. Hallelujah. So Jesus always refused to take Satan's shortcuts to pump him up, plump him up in his flesh. That's what we need to do. We need to tell, don't receive what Satan offers. Self-greatness and importance is just like, you know, he, he's trying to, see this, this, this is the thing. Satan's trying to offer us on his terms what we already have. Amen. But see, he wants the credit for it because he knows if he can make us think that he gave us something, then we'll start start trusting in that wrong voice. Amen. And so he wants credit for what we already possess. Cause he, but he don't have it. He doesn't have it. So if you don't have it, you can't give it. But he's banking on us not knowing who we are. So many Christians don't know who they are. Amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus refused to take Satan's shortcuts to pump his flesh up. So the way to be exalted is to humble yourself and go low. 
<laughs> go low. So many go high and are astounded. Amen. They're shocked and caught off guard. But if you go low, in other words, lower your self-importance. Lower yourself. Elevate your, elevating yourself causes a great fall called pride. And it's also the works of the flesh. See, works of the flesh is exalting yourself. And this deception, living in deception, causes self-prominence, you know. Deception. See, when you're in deception, you believe something that's not real. And so self-prominence and self-exalting or self-exaltation comes from the devil. It comes from a person that's been deceived. Amen. So when we run from purification, this is what happened. God wants to purge us, and then we start to self-exalt ourselves because we want to get off the hot seat. Because we think I'm okay just like I am. Amen. And so we'll run from that purification. And purification is just getting uh, intimate with God. So that he'll show and tell him what we need. Getting personal one-on-one with him. Nobody else. No, can't nobody else come to this party. Just you and God. Purging. He wants to purge us. Amen. So we become haughty and rebellious. Out of self-exalting. Or not being purged, you know, not a, not get going face to face with God. Because when, see, it's like this. When you face to face with God, everything that's not like him is gone. So we, we, you know, and that veil has already been torn. So there's no reason why we can't receive cleansing and wholeness from God. All God wants to do is take out the stuff that's bad in us and put in the good stuff. Amen. More of the good stuff. Hallelujah. But but he loves us just the way we are. But when we look in the mirror, we want to see his son. We want to feel good about ourselves. And this is why we exalt ourselves because we want we don't feel good about ourselves. And it's just as simple as facing him in the secret place. Amen. Pride set sin on the inside of us because we resist God. We start to resist him. And we resist natural, when you resist God, you resist natural authority. And this pride starts to set on the inside. And we start to live a false life. You know, and then you be fake. (laughs) As people say, fake. Why don't you be real? You don't know any other way because you, you just don't want to face who you are with God. But see, God doesn't reject anybody. God does not reject his creation. He loves us all. And so if you want to get anything real from God, you got to go face to face. Amen. And we try to take shortcuts. Now, see, this is what Satan was offering Jesus, a shortcut. I'll make you this, and I'll make you that. In other words, you don't have to face the Father. I can give you all these things because I am, he thought, that he was but he wasn't amen and he knew he wasn't but he's banking on people not knowing what kind of power he has the bible says if we go through the fire we shall not be burned you know we won't be sinned we won't be consumed if we go through the fire the fire of the holy ghost amen so we need to be squeezed and what's left what god leaves is purity and it's not fake and it ain't phony but it's pure. So we need to endure hardship like a good soldier. Stop being afraid of God's process. 
Amen. Because what he gives is eternal. Let God have his way in our life. And we'll be fruitful people in our time. We will be fruitful. In other words, we'll, be, we'll bear fruit that remains. Not just false. Satan has false fruit too. You know, I'm going and I'm a rapper and I'm going to go and get people saved. If the, the anointing ain't there, you ain't getting these people saved. Amen. And so many people are doing false works because they don't go through God's purification process. They go through the false process that the devil sets up. The devil tells them, yeah, you, that's just as good as what God has. Nothing is just as good as what, because God is, he's, he's, the very essence of God is so much greater than any of us could ever be if, if we were walking in holiness, you know. And so you can never get from just the natural realm what, you know, what God can give us in just one. And it doesn't take long for him to purify us. All we got to go is cry out and go to him with a grateful heart and just go just saying, God, I, I just want to get whatever you have for me and not being afraid of God. Amen. Because God is not spooky. He, is, he really is. And he's just a good father. He's a good father. Amen. And a forgiving father. And he loves us. So we'll be fruit bearers. And we won't possess or have a self-appointed greatness. We'll have greatness uh, from God that is eternal. Amen. Because self-appointed greatness is wickedness. Amen. And so we won't have that. We need to allow God to purify us and qualify us. See, when you're purified, you're qualified. Amen. For eternal greatness. God gives us greatness. God always exalts us in due season. See, this is what the devil will put something in you where you don't want to wait for God to, to put greatness. You know, he wants you to be so anxious for your name to be great that he'll put wickedness, he attach wickedness on it so that you can pump yourself up. It's all, and see, this, this is vanity. Amen. It's vanity. And this is what causes people not to get anointed, not to move on to the next phase. Because God doesn't anoint people who have all of this stuff on them. Amen. And so they just self-appoint. And God's not in that. So we need to allow God, you know, don't try to skip over the purification process. Because it qualifies us for whatever God wants us to do. And it causes greatness on the inside of us. God always exalts us in due season. Nobody can take that away from you. People can't take your position. God doesn't do that. Amen. So we must get rid of this self-image, this wrong self-image, this vanity. It's it's your self-image, what you see or who you see yourself as. And learn to live out of our spirit man. And when you live out of your spirit man, or either, in other words, when you live out of your new man, your new man always think highly of itself. See, if I live out of my spirit man or my new creation man, I think I'm okay, just like I am. But if you live out of your old man, you'll always see flaws and you want to fix them because you don't 
you know you don't think you look as good as the next person and so you'll try to be that and then wickedness comes in because you're trying to self-appoint and self-adorn when you get that in the secret place from god it, are y'all and see this will hold this will hold up the process of you being ready as a bride you know and i think really i think this is the last process that we go through is what do you think of, of yourself who do you see yourself as you know and and we try to hide because we think we should either be further along that we are. See, the devil get people like that. And this is what I'm talking about. And God doesn't want that. You're where God puts you. Amen. God knows how to push you along. You're doing exactly what God wants you to do. You know, I always look at it like this. Well, how many people did I lead to the Lord this week? You know, see, it's a lot when the devil starts telling me i should be better higher than where i am in a bigger place well then you you do self-analysis <laughs> and if you didn't get nobody saved today then you're right where you're supposed to be work your corner right here work it right here amen you're not in you shouldn't be anywhere else you should be right where you are because you haven't worked your area work your what was that guy used to tell me all the time stay in your corner work your corner and then when you've outdone where you are god will put you in a higher place so honey you have to you have to be you you gotta stay on the devil he stay on us we need to stay on him and not let him trick us amen because it's things you can you can say to him amen and so it's like get out of my face i'm where i'm supposed to be because i didn't even minister to nobody this week (laughs) so leave me alone go mess with somebody else that wants fame more than me amen so our self-image comes through the word of god see our self-image should never be compared to others that's where the devil comes in with his wickedness but we live the crucified life that comes from allowing ourselves to be purged and cleansed by God. It's called the crucified life. And as long as you're doing that, you're where God wants you to be. If you haven't done that, then you're still where God wants you to be. Let's get it together. Get to getting and get with God. Amen. Hallelujah. So our self-image comes through the word of God. Whenever we're trying to figure out where we should be or trying to compare ourselves to other people, you can, you can do, physician, heal thyself. You can heal yourself by asking yourself certain questions. Amen. Because God doesn't make mistakes. Hallelujah. So we need to seek the presence of God for purification and not seek things from god see when we do find god we're asking him for stuff i'm just you know god just make me better a better person more thoughtful more loving walk in the in because the bottom line is do i walk in love towards humanity amen hallelujah we we can figure out where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing by what how we live amen so where our hope is where our hope is in god and in the word and our hope is in the god and in the word and not in ourselves or what satan can offer us temporarily because satan is only going to offer us something false 
He's never going to give us something that's real. And it's temporary. Fake and temporary. <laughs> so where we are disciplined, we're, we're not wavering. See, we need to give God a chance to discipline us. So you'll know if you're disciplined if you don't waver. We can answer these things ourselves. Do I waver? Yes. Am I disciplined? No. <laughs> Not disciplined. Thought I was. But I'm on my way. Amen. Let's see. When you, you're undisciplined and you waver, you, you know, we tend to be full of self-importance. So we need to humble ourselves. Amen. And set our mind on things that are above. Hallelujah. Put on the new man. Let's go to Colossians 3. Hallelujah. Colossians 3. Put on the new man. Praise God. Verse 1. And God doesn't want us in carnality. We're at the place now where we're the bride being adorned. God is starting to, he's raised us up to trust us with gifts and talents and trusting people's lives, us with pe- people's lives. And there's no time to, I mean, we, we're supposed to know that we can't live out of our old man because it's carnality. But Colossians 3, 1 says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek these things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God and set your mind on things above some bible says set your affection you know things that you care about set it on things above not on things of this earth because it's a big waste of time to go to God for stuff all the time we need to go to him to get healed you know spiritual healing physical healing mind healing these are the things that are important Verse 3 says, for you died and and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, when you also will appear with him in glory. Amen. So let me read that again. Verse 4, when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Hallelujah. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, and covetedness, which is idolatry. See, it says put away all these things. In some uh, translations, it says mortify and kill these things. Amen. And it says, uh, because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off these things. See, in other words, you're born again. You don't do the uncleanliness, the passion, the evil desires, the covetedness, idolatry. That's supposed to be past where you are. But it says, put away these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth, and do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, in verse 10, who is renewed in the knowledge 
according to the image of him who created him. Let me read that one again, verse 10. It says, and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created. See, according to the image of him, according to God's image. Amen. Hallelujah. Put on the new man because we are renewed in knowledge according to the image of God who created us. Hallelujah. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, uh, Sicilian or whatever. It means Sicilian people. (laughs) Slave or free. Slave nor free. But Christ is all in all. So we are to put on the character of the new man as the elect of God, holy and beloved. Amen. Verse 12. And put on tender mercies see this this is where the fruits of the spirit comes in if you practice this all of our bad stuff will cease to be god will cleanse us then we'll have tender mercies kindness humility meekness and long suffering verse 13 bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another even as christ forgave you so you also must do people want forgiveness but they hard about giving it verse 14 it says but above all these things put on love which is the bond of perfection and see this is where god's trying to get us amen amen see we need to get to a place where we can govern all of our actions keep our bodies intact and in line with the word of god without somebody hollering at us you know how it is when you're raising kids we're not like that hallelujah let's see verse 15 it says and let the peace of god rule in your heart to which also you were called in one body and be thankful verse 16 let the word of god the word of christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the lord and whatever you do in word or deed do it all in the name of the lord jesus giving thanks to god and father the father through him hallelujah and so god is saying let me put all these things in you trust me to put all of the good things on the inside of you amen hallelujah to reread 10 yeah we did put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge according to the image of god so if we know that we are made in the image of god then we can you know qualify we qualify when we know we are made in the image then we qualify for greatness amen and we won't be looking always looking for promotion looking for man to promote us i remember years ago there were people who left this ministry wanted to be ordained so they went to a man to get ordained and the man said give me back the papers because they wanted to get ordained and go out and do things he said uh-uh give me see man always likes to have control if you wait on god He'll ordain you, call, commission, send, and anoint. And this is the way it goes. It don't work the other way. Because man put temporary things on you. And then it's always, a, man, they, they had to pay for that too. God paid for your registration papers. Hey. 
That's the way that's the way man does things. Amen. But see when God does something for you, it's eternal. It's powerful. Amen. It's powerful and quick like the word because he promotes people by the word and through the word. And this is how, amen, he qualifies us for promotion and not man or self-promotion. Amen. Which is from our own nature. So we're supposed to put off concerning the former things. Put it off. Amen. Let's go to Ephesians 4. I'm almost done. Amen. Hallelujah. Ephesians. Hmm. Ephesians 4:22. Hallelujah. And it says that well, let's do 21. It says if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth in Jesus that you put off concerning your former conduct or in other words put off your flesh man put off the old man concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind in other words so as a man thinketh so he is where the mind goes the body follows Amen. So get changed and change how you think. If you change how you think, you'll do different things. You'll start to look to God to promote you and not self-promotion. Amen. Because self-promotion is temporary. God's promotion is eternal. Verse 24 says, and that you put on a new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. And this is where God's trying. This is why purification is necessary for righteousness and holiness. And God is coming back for a bride that's holy and righteous, purified without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Amen. So we can't get to the end of the story without going through this purification process. We can try to do it ourselves. It's not going to work because, you know, the devil, see what the devil tries to offer you a shortcut. It's not going to be pure. Amen. And if God won't honor it. Amen. He don't honor those fake papers, ordination papers. He don't. You have to be called, commissioned, and sent by him. Paper can't anoint you. This ain't going to work. See, that's false purification. You need man to say you're okay. But you got to pay your tithes. You got to get your insurance policy looking right. Park on the premises. There's a whole lot of list of things. And if you don't do that right, then you ain't purified. God's purification process works. Amen. And when he anoints you and when he makes you great, then, it, you know, he, 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 what God puts on you is a showstopper. Let's put it to you like that. Amen. But you got to pay the price. Amen. Part of paying the price is to think higher. Amen. Renew your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Hallelujah. Did we read that? Yeah, put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitfulness of lust. 
in verse 23 and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you may put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. In verse 25, let's just go there. It says, therefore putting away lying. And it says, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. And it says, be angry and do not sin, and do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Amen. That means any kind of carnality. Verse 28, it says, Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. 29, And let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good, for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. Amen. Talking about grace. It says in verse 30, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption, but let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another even as god in christ forgave you amen and so god wants us to not be imitators of god but be habitators be real not be imitators but be real in other words you know it's good to know the word but is the word inside of you amen If you're going to talk the word, be the word. Amen. Because anybody can give a scripture. But do you live that? Amen. Do you wear it? See, we need to allow God's purification. Amen. And then when we're purified, we won't just quote the word. But we will live the word. We'll become the word. When we look in the mirror, we'll see Christ. And we won't see something that we want to be. Amen. When you handle handle the word. See, the word is like ammunition. And it's also like medicine. It's all of these things. It's like fulfillment. And it's also like something that you cherish and you handle properly. And so when you handle the word, you... You're handling really who you really are. You start to live it. You start to be it. You talk it, live it, be it. Because you are the word. Amen. Hallelujah. You are the word. And so you don't handle it, but Christians are good at, you know, talking all that stuff. But don't live it. Quoting it, but not living it memorizing but not truly having the word inside amen so do you live it do you walk in love toward all men no matter what they have or who they are you know do you love everybody the same you gotta love people the same no matter what they got whether they have a little or a lot amen Hey, because the word is alive and quick and sharp, sharper than, you know, a two-edged sword. And see, the word of God 
because it's alive, it it will uh, cut away what ain't right. Amen. So that we'll see clearly. Amen. Even in darkness, you see in darkness clearly. The word will cut away all of the dross, all of the stuff that's not good. And this is why we need to allow the word to come into us instead of hand and handle it right you know and the bible says uh quickly or something dividing the word of truth rightly divide and see when you don't allow the word to permeate your heart and, and you become the word then it you don't rightly divide the word of truth you just believe whatever you was believing before and there's no change and so you don't you don't god don't appoint you start to self-appoint because you're tired of waiting on God. God tired of waiting on you to submit so he can change you. Amen. Hebrews 4. Almost done. Hallelujah. See, the word is supposed to be engrafted in your heart. Amen. Because it's quick and sharp. Sharper than a two-edged sword. But it's supposed to be, it's the engrafted word. Word's supposed to make an impression on you and change you. Amen? That's how you get changed, you know. By the word and allowing God access. Not running from him because you think you're too bad. Nobody too bad. God didn't create nothing that's too bad. Amen? <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't do that. Hebrews 4. 12. This is for the word of God is living, so it's alive and powerful. And that means active, effective, and energized, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. It pierces soul and spirit. Amen. It pierces. Hallelujah. Amen. That's that's deep. So it pierces even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner. See, the word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So the word of God know what what you intend. Like, oh, I didn't mean it. The word of God know what you meant because it's a discerner. And this is why a lot of people just want to memorize it but not live it. Because they don't really want the word to get inside of them and change them. But this is how God works. Amen. He changes people from glory to glory. Amen. So it it discerns the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And verse 13 says, and there is no creature hidden from his sight but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account so this don't have nothing to do with nobody but us individually and god amen and so god says that his word this is why he sent his word to heal them amen we need to receive what god has already given us and stop trying to be something we're not. 
because God will make us great and give us whatever God gives us is eternal. Whatever we place on ourselves can be taken back. I'll just put it like that. And this is why God wants us to allow the word to work on the inside of us. Living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Hallelujah. And it even knows our thoughts and intents. In other words, we can't fool God. See, man can only look at you and try to figure you out. Man knows what you're all about. Amen? Hallelujah. So we need to endure. When you see trials coming, don't get mad at God. Endure like a good soldier because that's for his glory. Anything for his glory, let it happen. Amen? Because God will put eternal greatness on his people. And this is all in preparation for the groom in these end times. Trials come to purify. Don't try to stop the purification process. Amen. He's cleansing and purging and stuff that we don't need. Things that's going to hold you back. You know, wrong thinking that's going to come in there and hold you back from receiving a promise. God wants that. He ain't just trying to mess with us to scare us. You know, wrong thinking. Wrong, you know, sometimes we're waiting for something. And God has already given it. You need to know what season you're in. Right thinking. God is clearing all. This is a good time. This is why this is time or a season for God to take us in and and just and don't be afraid because God is not going to hurt what He created. He just wants to adorn us with gifts and talents. It's just the process. He wants to talk to you about whatever time it is, if it's time for a husband. or Some people have decided they've been married for a lot of years. They don't want a husband. He, you know, you need to find out what God says about that. And all of these things, amen. Some people want children. When God made, I remember this one woman, God told her she would have many kids. And she said, I don't understand that. I've never had children. And the Lord told me to tell her, you know, all of those, he told her she would have spiritual children, you know. And so I said, you know, have you ever been in a place where you uh, minister to people? Yes, I minister in a girl's home. And I said, well, there's your children, you know. And she said, well, you know, I thought that, but, you know, something kept telling me that's not what he meant. The devil liked to keep us confused. And so God wants to purify our thoughts, purify everything, and get to heal us. Purification, part of that process is healing and making us young again, okay? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, that, that didn't go over well, but it went over with me. And keep on thinking I'm the sister. Keep on thinking I'm the sister. Amen. It works. Hallelujah. Amen. So, Father, thank you for your word. Bless us, Father. Thank you, Jesus.